3: All
2: right, Let's go. Let's go. Your
3: Good morning, and welcome to the Hard Luck Show. I'm your certified, qualified Westside host, Steve Lucky Luciano. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Sitting across from me is my co-host,
1: partner, is Chumahan Bowen, American Indian, elegant barbarian, Southern Californian, here with another fucking awesome show again, and inventor of the hurricane.
3: Uh, and on sound, old Blue Eyes himself.
4: Sean Lewis, certified audio professional engineer, Hi. for the Hard Luck show. Thank you. Thank you. We have
3: Big Pick Mike and King Salmon in the house. Yeah. Handling man, I don't know about you, bro, but I am fucking frustrated. Fucking frustrated, man.
1: L- uh, like uh, like backed up or What's going Locked on? Up, man. Right. the bags and full? And by
3: the fucking, you know, uh, uh, you know, people not, just not fucking, Dan, I'm just fucking, I, I don't know, bro. I'm just frustrated. What do you make of that? Frustrated with people. Yeah, people, you know what? Frustrated with people not giving a fuck. I'm frustrated with me giving more. Uh, me being, uh, you know, I just, I'm just like, uh, man, dude, it's frustrating to me.
1: So what fun. if I was to tell you, fuck that, fuck that, <laughs> <What> <laughs> if, fuck that? Maybe, just maybe, fuck that. What about that, my friend? Yeah, it's
3: just fucking life. It ain't. I don't need to take it personal.
1: I mean, it just, but I, it is frustrating, you know, when people don't show up, like. I have people that set time. Dude, I have clients sometimes, right? They t- they're like, they, you know, like, yeah, I'll be there at one. And I'm like, great. And then they show up whenever they want to. I tell them, get the fuck on out. Sorry. You missed your window. I got shit to do. This isn't a birthday party where you can just show up with your little gift bag and your little balloons and trollops.
3: The trollops, fuck the fuck <laughs> little trollop. I
1: can't do that. I don't get have rid to. of them. Trollops, <laughs> let them- me get order. Let me get
3: a side order. Them trollops, you those trollops. I like, uh, can I get extra butter on my trollops? Yeah. Well, you know what, you know what, though, too, man? I mean, look, it you know how frustrating it is when you when somebody just doesn't make it happen and you're not even counting on them, right? Then it's 10 times worse when you're actually counting on somebody to fucking let you down but I was just I, I don't know lately we were talking earlier to on about you're like I've never been busier right and I and I bro just from the outside knowing your life and what you're about and what you're doing with your law firm and yeah, I, I know that to be true I'm fucking buried as well right now man I, today I was feeling like I was just uh, maybe one too many days or many hours of being pulled in so many fucking directions man um, it was getting to me today and things were just not working in my favor you know sometimes it's just one of them days where things are not working and, it, and it's not one thing like one once one thing ain't working sometimes it's, it's like oh man this is just following me through the day it's just one of those days and through, halfway through the day I just was kind of like Sigh. I'm just gonna have to lean into it man this one's not gonna be It's going to be, you know, I know what it's going to be like today. So, I don't know, man, that and, uh, you know, what the, hey, what are you going to do? You know, um, things with this fucking podcast. What do you mean? That frustrate me. Yeah,
1: what frustrates you? I mean, why are we being gentlemanly about it? I mean,
3: no, like, I I just, I, I feel like, um. Uh, you know, a lot of motherfuckers. I ah, have a whole bunch to say, and I ah, want. And here we are. And get uh frustrated.
1: I mean, I, don't know. I mean, are you gonna? Are you gonna hang it up? Are you gonna? Oh no! Are that's at the end of the thing? Is it? It's the hard. Well, luck,
3: I was, you know, you it's know, a hard luck show. To, uh, starting to. Th- to wonder about things now. No, I, I, no <laughs> man, I ain't gonna fucking get. You know, I had to, we had to start this shit alone, and we're gonna go this shit as long as we can. And you know, we got fucking a couple of good people here with us, but we just we just think I think we need to really be. We just need to be squeezing the juice out of the lemon a little bit more. Oh, I, I thought
1: it was because you. We need to be squeezing the.
3: Yeah, but you know, I'm not. Not my frustrations are not stemming from fucking the Hard Luck Show. Maybe sometimes I'm a little bit stressed because it's time sensitive. It's it's every week, but I've kind of come to live around this thing. Does that make sense? Like this thing's in my life, like a fixture.
1: Well, I mean, that's how I feel. I mean, that's how I feel.
3: I, my life, in, in in a sense, is built around. It. It's never out of my head. It's always on the, f- the 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 Friday, right? Right. Y- y- you know what's every it's it's continuously a queue, you know. And then on Fridays, you know, we'll get over here. But uh, <clears throat> yeah, I guess I guess there have been some guests that have uh, that, flaked, you know, flaked, and, and and do some last minute flaking shit, and and I just it's, sometimes it's frustrating, man. You know, it's
1: they don't cool. do that shit to Jimmy Kimmel, that fucker. They don't do that to Jimmy Kimmel. They don't do that shit to that other fuck the fuck face that's on Late Night. What the hell's that kid's name? Fucking Jimmy Richards or Timmy Yeah. Bowfinger. What the fuck? You know yeah. the other one. You got a Jimmy Kimmel. But they're doing it to Lucky. Who else you got? You got Conan O'Brien, that fucking yeah. fucker with the red oh, hair. Oh, they're doing it to him a little, I think. Yeah. Oh, In the backside. Yeah. And then they got uh no, who's the other guy that was your ex's Jim- favorite person, you fucker? The fucking Dr. Jimmy. No, no, there's Jimmy Kimmel and- and
4: There's another Jimmy, right? No. Jimmy
1: Fallon. Jimmy oh, Fallon. Yeah, it is Jimmy Fallon. A couple there's of Jimmys. Fucking hell. Um.
3: How is there a Jimmy Fallon and a Jimmy Kimmel? Kimmel?
1: Because the fix is in.
3: They're, and they're <laughs> always saying, you know, the Jimmy, you know, not the Jimmy this, the other Jimmy, not the Jimmy. You know. Jimmy Johns. Yeah, Jimmy John sausages. Then there's Jimmy Dean. Jimmy Dean. <laughs> Give me my Jimmy Dean? It was
1: as thick as a Jimmy Dean. You ever see? What, well, who did we just talk to? That told us.
3: <laughs> that was just sautéing in your head. Still, huh? Yeah, <laughs> you of, simmering. You're over there. You're over there shopping on shopping. You're looking at him like, "Hey, hold on, babe. I'll catch up to you in a minute." I want to kind of gaze over the Jimmy Dean. <laughs> yeah, Big man.
1: bulbous. G- now, look. The sausage patty. <laughs> um, all right. So, mm. all right. So, look it. We don't need guests. That's the one thing because we're also a topic show. What do you make? Right? What if I was- You said
3: something about some big Polish fucking bodybuilders or something the other day. <laughs> <laughs> and I was listening to it on the fucking- Oh, we were doing the show work fucking with dude from Friends. And you were like- <laughs>
2: You know, a couple of big Polish
3: bodybuilders. like I'm thinking to myself, why? The only reason he said Polish was because of Polish sausages. I <laughs> say <laughs> he's so stupid. <laughs> Even Polish guys might have fucking small fucking Johnsons, bro. He's like, couple big Polish fucking bodybuilders. Like, like they're gonna take their pants off and blow out big old <laughs> Polish sausage. Yeah, like, 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 like
1: what you see in the store in that package in a loop, big fucking <laughs> big Polish sausage loop. That's what you think the big old Hillshire Farms gonna Hillshire smell Shire like Farm. smoke, like it was smoke.
3: <laughs> you crazy dog? Some of the shit you say, dog. dude. You have no Damn, idea how fucking crazy. Dude, like, yeah. in I, my mind. I hear these fucking shows, bro. The second time around, <laughs> and I just hear some of this shit spewing. <laughs> your mouth in between
1: sentences i'm like this motherfucker just say that (laughs) i say a lot of weird shit you do i know Uh. i know i live for it man you say that to me my wife says that to me even the dogs (laughs) look at me like like what the fuck's wrong with this guy all right now look
3: hey do you remember the one time that your mom didn't have anything to say when was that It was when <laughs> Scanners took over Your body At the <laughs> fucking hotel When you knew Anything except Going yeah. Ah <laughs> uh.
1: Oh, oh. Ah. He slid down the yeah. thing. Oh, what's that happening to me? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so for the listeners that don't remember, make sure. For the listeners that I thought your, thought your fucking head was going to explode, I got for scared. The listen- All the veins it- were
2: coming out of his
1: forehead and his neck, dog. <laughs> for, the, for the listeners that don't remember, there was an episode where I got a leg cramp right in the middle of the show. And it was like, I was like, yeah, and I believe that
3: Martin oh, Luther King. Down, and then bro. I was like,
1: <laughs> you went
2: down.
3: Oh,
1: bro, that was the craziest part. Hey thing. bro, when we you went, went down dog. Man down you went man down. <laughs> <laughs> the craziest part is that nobody rushed over to help me. Everyone just watched no. me die.
3: Oh, you yeah, because the way you were going, <laughs> no, it was you like had, you, had you, had,
1: you were so I was you. so captivated. <laughs> By the theatrics, oh, dog. I was like, was I was real. enjoying it. I didn't <laughs> want to go touch anything. It made you. It made you remember a movie. You were like, that's like Scanners, scanners. when that dude's head explodes.
3: Then at the end, episode I thirty-one. Got done laughing, episode thirty. I ran over to go be
4: make sure you are nah, alright nah, Listen, right. I was all right. I, no, I, you
0: had yeah. uh, you had uh, our showrunner.
4: What was his name? Oh, Schwartz. No, no that way pre- before Schwartz.
5: Schwartz.
4: It was uh, who was the other show? Yeah, who's the other guy? The guy was Spidey Stan Lee. Rob. Oh, Spide Rob. Yeah. Yeah. oh yeah. yeah, oh, yeah, he ran over. Yeah, there. he helped you. He's like pulling on your leg. Oh, shit. he likes yeah. pulling on. Le- <laughs> he,
1: saw. he saw,
4: he's an like, opportunity. you know,
1: <laughs> he was like, you know, what's good for hamstrings is a jacuzzi. <laughs> mm, it's good for hamstrings. Hot how are my hands? <laughs> <laughs> hey but all jokes aside <laughs> all right kidding there. aside <laughs> i told him keep oh, your that's... meat hooks off of me no <laughs> yeah. all kidding aside though when you get a cramp in your hamstring nothing else in the world matters you don't give a fuck if you look crazy or not because that would that's pain bro have, have you, you ever... ever been driving oh, and that bro. happened yes
3: you have what happens
1: i, I you fucking... pull over
3: yes yeah. you hit the fucking thing with your other foot yes and you fucking got out oh, of oh yep. bro but fucking the worst is fucking sex though bro oh the worst is sex to have a nar hey you know just in case you guys don't know life hack on fucking a cramp a charlie horse or cramp keep pickle juice in your house right if you fucking take a sip of juice, instantly it's sodium just fucking it removes it I didn't know that for a long time but right. always keep pickle juice but hey. when you're having sex and you're on a good one and then fucking oh and I mean the ones that you're almost in tears, that you're praying because you can feel it coming back. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're in fear of it coming back. You're begging, and you know it's coming. You're yeah, begging, yeah. You're like, what? Yeah. well, you almost can't breathe. Almost not that kind. And Fuck she that. thinks
1: you're, like, doing some new shit. She thinks you're She's, a pussy, too. No, no. Oh, like, yeah. Have you ever had... You're have you ever had? This, <laughs> have you ever had like so so like the the cramp might be coming, but your nuts almost coming, and you're like, man, it's not better come before the cramp. Is you know like you can feel it's like two racehorses in the body. Nah, I never had that. And then you start moving in a weird thing, and she's like, oh, he's trying to hit a different spot or something, and you're just like, whatever. I get cramps in my feet sometimes when I'm dude. Fucking. I
3: get cramps anytime I point my feet out or yeah. try and use you like see. those things. <laughs> what are those things in the water? <laughs> Uh, I flippers dude bro I, my feet cramp up as soon as they cramp, <laughs> they cramp i feel you i
0: feel you man. can yeah. you
3: feel that coming on yeah, the yeah if i do yeah. it it'll come on
0: no yeah.
1: but like sometimes oh, i'll check this out so sometimes when i'm starting to sleep right mm-hmm. it's weird weird foot positions will start calling the cramp on and it won't maybe it will maybe it won't but i can feel it on the instep is that from your is that from running Nah, I don't know what it's from. Be honest with you, it's probably from some fucking artificial shit being in America somehow. Oh. Or it's the shoes. It's all the candy you ate hey.
3: dripping down to the bottom of your feet now.
1: Or it's the shoes. Bro, I was just reading about this Lorena Ramirez. She's one of these Indians out of Chihuahua. She does ultra marathons, and all she has on are like sandals and that fucking like native Mexican dress, she, mom, i going to pull it up right now. And I was thinking about it. She wears traditional dress, same fucking marathons that this fucking Goggins is running. This little Mexican Indian lady, 27, Lorena Ramirez, that, and it's not Ramirez, it's like Ramirez, out of the hills of Chihuahua, and all that mountain and shit they're running on over there, with, I don't know what these shoes are called, but they're like just traditional shoes. There's no air.
3: There's like moccasins on.
1: There's it. no fucking finger fucking gloves for your fucking toes like some tech douche. There's none of this fucking, none of that. And she's beating them. She's outrunning all these fools. And it's cause she trains and lives in the mountains. Fuck. Um, somebody fucking do some shit while I try to figure, find, I wanna, I wanna tell you about this. This lady. Do
5: some shit right here, boy. <laughs> We're gonna get
1: you, boy. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. <laughs> We're gonna get you a little something here. Boy. Hey,
1: look at Maria Lorena Ramirez. Let's see. Look at this, dude. Is an indigenous long distance runner belonging to the Rara R- Raramuri ethnic group. She lives in Chihuahua, Mexico, which is where that dog's from. She became known internationally after winning the Cerro Rojo Ultra Trail in 2017, a race of 50 kilometers. So whatever that is, that's about 26, 27 miles. I guess that's a marathon. In the time of 720, whatever the fuck that means. I don't know. It's metric. I have no idea. And she wears her traditional clothes, including a long skirt. So really think about that. Hmm. When you watch Americans at that Boston Marathon, right? It's a bunch of pallid, fucking flabbyish, right? They got all this tight shit. Yeah. And yeah, they got like yeah, special shoes, crossfit, bullshit shoes, whatever the
3: fuck bubbles in their soles, <laughs> yeah, air right. in the soles. <laughs> yeah,
1: right. right, Helium in the soles. Some of them are drinking beer and taking like a subway station to the finish line. They Some got the little wheel on the bottom <laughs> of the heel cheating. Healy's yeah. right. Healy's. Right. That was King Salmon's favorite shoe. Anyway. She, on the other hand, doesn't do that. And so, what are the Rara Muri? What kind of what kind of Indian is that, right? I don't know. So let's find out.
3: Mm. Sounds like a dot Indian, not a feather. No,
1: dude, it's Indian, bro. These dudes are bad motherfucking ass. Inhabitants of Chihuahua, they run in the high sierras and canyons. Oh, so they're also high in altitude. Yes. Yeah, so when she comes down, it's like she's got like three street. times the oxygen. Exactly. She like moonwalks it. Uh, they are believed to be descended of the Mogollon culture. Um, Mike, you ever heard of that? And they've never been conquered.
3: Mike got a fucking lucky bandage on his finger. That's yeah, how I do them. tissue paper and fucking tape. <laughs> to me, that's how I do
1: him. That's how I was taught. Mm. He couldn't find the first aching. No. He cut himself. The fruit's already cut. You to cut it more. Yeah, I don't know what he's doing. You want to add a
3: little bit of finger to the fucking fruit salad? Huh? So, so check this out. These Indians you, go
1: these Indians were never conquered by the Spanish conquistadors. Oh, really? really. They were never conquered by the conquistadors. And I can see why. They can run like 50 miles uphill and not stop. They're called Raramuri, which means runners on foot. The name of their tribe is Runners on Foot. You know what, dude? That tribe should fucking make a shoe. Yeah. Rara talking. Radha Muri. Yeah. Well, they have a sandal. I'll see if I can find. Is it <clears throat> uh, like a leather sandal? Or no, something? it's like a rubber. It's like they, it's, they made it out of tires or something. Ah. And, or known as those who run fast.
4: There is. A, I just looked it up. There's a dude, a Bibi Bic- of Ethiopia, who won the 1960 and 1964 Olympic marathons barefoot.
1: Yeah. Okay. So check this out, bro. They wear what is called huaraches, okay, which is their traditional form of sandal. You should look at this, bro. Uh, You got a tire on the bottom? Dude, it's their open type of outdoor. They look like flip-flops that were made with fucking string. The common understanding is that these sandals were a variant of the traditional Mexican huaraches, the difference being the design and construction. But, yeah, it's a flip. It's basically a flip-flop, but it's made out of string. And uh, they've done a ton of scientific studies on their traditional form of sandals because they're trying to figure out, well, it's got to be the shoe. Right. But you know what? I bet you it's not the shoe at all. I bet you it's living in the mountains and running and ha- being from a tribe called the runners.
3: They don't have no- nothing to do with
1: the shoe. I'm almost now, after I saw that in read it, I'm like – As far like look, style is one thing; performance is another. Someone's ability to run—I don't even think the shoe fucking matters. What do you think about that? Yeah, you you agree with that? Yeah. Uh oh, King Salmon's looking at so he—I can tell when he gets that look in his face. What? So they're get on the mic. They're called. Go ahead. They're called like the runners, right? Now that translated from their name that they gave themselves, or is that a translation from an outside? people giving them that name like, that's they consider, their that's their name that's their own name they gave. that's them the name they gave themselves the that's s- their name and that's the Spaniards me. could never conquer those fools those fools were like yeah you're gonna try I'm to going get them. them yeah Cortez like looked up the mountain and was like nah fuck it that's too much to run I ain't going up there let's just stay back here and the them. <laughs> let's stay out there um, in any event she's out there beating everybody beating everybody now, I want to play something for Big Lux because mm, please, <clears throat> I got something saved here. Uh-oh. It involves Frank Sinatra. A story. Am I in trouble? No, not at okay. all. In fact, you're winning. Okay. Okay? You're on the winning circle, winning track. This is obviously I can't say anything about how I got this video. Because we'll get Sean in trouble. I can't even say that. Maybe it came from one of Sean's archives that he inherited Mm -hmm. from. Mm -hmm. Uh 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 Uh-huh. I get it. it.
3: All right. right. Enough said.
1: Okay. But when I came across this, I thought, God damn, I wonder.
3: Wonder, oh, oh, (gasps) who wrote the book of
1: love. (laughs) Such a pleasure to talk to you, gentlemen, because you have so Mm. many cultural reference points that really delight and tantalize. Yes. Okay. And I wonder,
3: why, why, <laughs> I, I wonder,
1: and why? I wonder, that was during like the, I want to say like there was a do wop period where it was about like carnivals and parks, down down to Palisades Park, why's it gotta be Palisades Park? Because that's what it said, that's just, there's a song, it's like, why, Wow. why, why, And I wonder, it's like, I don't know. We'll get to that. That's an important topic that we need to get to. Mm. Okay. This is, I said to myself, I said, I said, I wonder how big Lux, what does he think about this? Because you know a lot about masculinity and Frank Sinatra and Sicilian and Italian and style. Okay. All right. So I'm going to play you this story.
3: Okay.
4: Did you see a big change? Because I know he was starting to forget the lyrics. And now, at age seventy-eight, we were all wondering when is he going to lay it down? When is he going to quit? <clears throat> he would have hit and miss nights, but crowds loved him. They couldn't get enough of them, and uh, they came. They were really coming to say goodbye to him. And every city we went to, they were coming to say goodbye. His loyal fans. And one night in um, in the Mark Auditorium. There's like 20,000 people in the arena, and I did my show, and it was a good audience and everything. He, he went out, he did three songs, he was rolling. He got to the fourth song, and he totally blanked on the lyrics. The orchestra was down in the pit, and they kept playing, not knowing that he was lost. And he started whispering into the microphone, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry, I'm sorry, uh, I'm sorry. Now, when I saw that happen, I went, oh, this is it we were always wondering when is he going to lay it down but this is this is the night he's whispering that the orchestra started to realize that he wasn't with them and they started to wind their instruments down one at a time to an eerie silence in this huge arena and now he's whispering I'm sorry I'm so sorry I'm sorry by that time I was stage left and I thought okay this is it <clears throat> you know he's going to come off stage and I'm going to say let's go home Mr. S it's been a great career but it's time to go home and he turned around, and there was dead silence, and he had tears in his eyes. And he looked like he was going to come and lay the microphone down. <laughs> and the guy way up in top of the audience stood up by himself, and he hollered out, That's all right, Frank. It's all right. We love you, Frank. It's all right, because we love you. And he started to applaud. And the guy next to him started applauding. and the couple, and pretty soon... getting chills. I'm getting chills. Up, I'm getting well, up, chills. Up Keep going. Stuff. Hundreds of people started to applaud, then thousands, and pretty soon the whole arena was cheering, cheering and cheering. He got to the edge of the stage and I thought he was going to go home and he turned around and he went back to center stage and they wouldn't stop cheering. And finally, they calmed down and he went into the next number which was Mac the Knife and he absolutely drilled that song. He hit every nuance and every lyric. He was like he was 19 years old again. Now, when he finished that song, the people wouldn't stop cheering and he was ready to go into the next number when he quieted him down and he started to sing and he stopped and he pointed up to the guy and he said... I love you too, pal. And he sang for two years after that. Wow. Two years. That guy doesn't know that Finn brought him from the ashes that night.
1: what What do you think of that story?
3: I think it's great, man. I mean, those are things like, I think those are kind of stories that lend themselves to like the fact that there's only one, you know, not many people on the planet you refer to by their first name only, like Frank right you know, stuff like that bro
1: like he was anomaly that guy was something else right i i <clears throat> i like listening to that story and i'm like so he's 78 mm-hmm. you know and i'm and in part of me like to me you know i i did on the pre interview with old blue eyes i kind of laughed a little bit about the, the part where the guy goes and then he did m- mac the knife mm-hmm. and blue eyes got Kind of upset, and I understand why. They're, he's got connections and everything. To yeah, him. yeah, yeah. I heard. I'm not trying to disrespect. I mm-hmm. heard, hurt his heart. It hurt his heart a little bit. But
3: he, he tried to act like he don't care the whole time we were. I know he was playing. Fool. He's playing. He's playing with his computer. You know what I'm saying?
1: That's how he does his entire life. Everywhere he goes, he's got that computer, pretends like he doesn't care what's right, going on. Right. But it's really cutting him deep. And you know what? He's going to get one of these, these Mike Angelo plastic bandage napkin things mm-hmm. on his heart.
3: Plastio. Astio yeah. plastic. <laughs> um, hey. Nasty old plastic. Nasty old
1: plastic. Dude, <laughs> <laughs> that's, like a, that's like a Sanford. And so- that's a genius. Lamarck. And it's the you so ugly you got nasteoplastic. That's good, bro. That's good. Anyway, yeah. go ahead. Right, I was gonna say was
3: I think maybe, um, you know, for the sake of our friendship and partnership, maybe I mean, I'm just gonna go out on a whim. Maybe Duh. we don't jump on Frank Sinatra stuff like that without giving him a heads up. Well you know Right. I ain't really cool. You I know, mean, we're all, all right, we're gonna talk about my uncle. Or somebody related to me, and you're gonna pop that shit on me, my right. fucking stepdad, or something like that. Right? You didn't. I would think that you guys would confer with me first.
1: That maybe some stuff I don't want to air to the public. I get it, but like this is the Hard Luck Show, and you know what, man? We do real talk, and I get it. No one's trying to be like uh, disculpa, right? Mm-hmm. Like dispenser. I'm not trying to be disrespectful, and I get the whole protocol. But at the other side of it is, it's like this is real life. You know, oh. maybe the I, I don't want to shy away from the tough subjects. Well, no. are we gonna allow people's feelings to dictate how this show goes? Well,
3: it's a you know it wasn't really growing up Sinatra for uh, our buddy over here, you know, he yeah, know like that. So but when when when, when you, you flaunt that constantly on his face. <sighs> He was, didn't reap any benefits from that just yet. I mean, you know, later in life maybe, but you know.
1: Okay, I'm gonna say something here, and it might not be popular, mm. but that's okay. I, I do that a lot. All mm. right, I'm gonna say this. There's no way that if you're near the sun, you don't <laughs> you don't feel any warmth. Sorry, no. it might not be in the form of money. Okay. Mm. Might not be in the form of some sort of nice house out in Palm Desert.
3: Right. Or a few.
1: But maybe you've got audio talent. Yeah. Right? Sometimes the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, my the friend. Jeans. Huh. The jeans. The jean bowl. And, I mean, you've seen the size of his feet, so. Yeah, and we, we know about right, that. We, right? we know something else he right. got, right? A big swinging the and microphone
2: this is around. The bo- hey,
1: fly me to the moon. Da let da me fly, fly. <laughs> fly me to the moon. Oh, I think, Saskatoon.
3: You know, dude, man, uh, sometimes I think about Frank. And, you know, I love watching old Rat Pack.
1: Right. Start, bro. That now was a- back when you could really smoke and drink and have fun.
3: Yeah, dude. And they couldn't cancel your ass from the fucking audience. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. You get the fuck out. Right. Get, right. Oh, nah. Escorted out if you don't like it. They ran that shit. You know what I'm saying? Right. But, dude, this dude was young when he started blowing and making it happen. Like, young. Look at fucking Sinatra on his first albums and shit. Right. He was young. That guy. Dude. That guy's had it going. That guy had it going his whole fucking life. Everywhere he went, doors were in. Oh, no. We talk about different rock stars on here and stuff. But Frank was like the globe, bro. He was treated like a, a. I don't know, man. I don't know if people wrap their head. We can't wrap our head around it, dude. You can't.
1: Fact, dude. Yeah, some of you these you gotta are-
3: be able to really live that shit to do that, right? I mean, you have to be built for that
1: at listen, that level. Listen, one, okay. Just to give you a sense of this guy's the cut of Frank Sinatra's jib. Yes. One thing that he was known to say is, alcohol may be man's worst enemy, but the Bible says, love your enemy. He said that? He did say that. Mm -hmm. I think that. You
3: know what's funny? What? Is that they're all drinking, (laughs) and you see him, and, and Sammy, and all of them, but you know who acted really drunk all the time, and they weren't? you know who that was you mean they were acting drunk Uh uh-uh they weren't acting drunk one of them was yep dean martin was pretending to be drunk dean martin didn't drink i got well he
1: looked like he He act yeah yeah. he would the weed in his
3: face all of it he would act and he would really play that up and as he talked about it as people around him were more drunk he would become more crazy he he'd he start taking on the role. He would Did you feel, ever see
1: that Johnny uh Carson bit where Dean Martin's on there? Hell yeah. And he's ashing and yeah, in man. uh Ed's, and his, Ed's
3: and his drink. drink.
1: Yeah, it's like one and of he, And he and he on seems television
3: smashed. And, oh. looked, come oh. and, dude, and they're laughing already. because everybody thinks he's smashed. Right. Yeah. And that,
1: you're telling me that's a put on. Dude, he didn't drink like that. He was the one guy that did. That's the best thing I've ever heard. I of know. I know. Um, Sinatra turned <clears throat> to Las Vegas uh, when his career kind of like started coasting in the 50s. He became one of the most famous like Vegas performers. He might have been the guy that started the whole, I have my career. Now I live in Vegas and I'm performing and just cashing oh, yeah. in type oh, thing, yeah. thing, right? You got to imagine. But-, but when you're on the first
3: end of that, right? <sighs> You get the stronghold, because as you build up, now you're telling the casinos what to do and how, how this is going to go and think, how much you're getting.
1: Think about this. This is before super corporate casinos, and he was the biggest draw. And there wasn't as much, like, exposed shit. So imagine being the king of Las Vegas with a bottle of fucking Jim Beam in your hand and just carousing around and just having your way. Smoke. There was no get 100 feet away from the fucking, right? Just smoking wherever the hell you want. Yeah.
3: Right? Ain't nothing going to happen to you. In
1: 1967, his gambling debt. The year I was born. Really? His gambling debt what? The year that you were born. In the foul year of our Lord of 1967. Mm -hmm. Yes. His gambling, old Blue Eyes' his gambling debt ran up to $500,000 at the Sands in one night. Fuck. What, I mean, what are you playing and doing that in one night you ran up a
0: debt of 500000 1967 dollars 500,000. Kipper Snacks over here is looking to cash
1: in on 250K maybe. And that's still good. 500,000, double that in 67. He was so drunk, he grabbed a golf cart and drove straight through the Sands entry, smashing all the glass into pieces. Great. He, yep, and he tried to light up the curtains with a Zippo lighter. <laughs> he tried to burn the joint down. You see Frank <laughs> You're like Frank Sinatra's burning our hotel He's like get the fuck It's a fucking rigged game <laughs> They're Dragging him away with his hand it's in the rigged. It's
2: rigged
1: <laughs> God damn I mean it would almost Be worth it to just have Like virtual reality Just to be able to put that all back Together and put you in the body Of Frank Sinatra drunk and Tearing apart the sands on a bender Nobody knows freedom. That's like when they, dude, even the Constitution, they couldn't contemplate a level of freedom like that. Mm-mm. Right? Probably the next day he probably performed, got back up on stage. The sands probably apologized to him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> like that. <laughs> right. Um, all right, let's see. That was another one. Uh,
3: I mean, those guys really were treated like, yeah, like presidents and, and shit in that town.
1: And you know what? I never really understood. Frank Sinatra hated rock and roll. No. Did you know that? Mm. Did you know that you're, d- I mean, oh, 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 blue eyes. Did you know that Frank Sinatra didn't like rock and roll? No. He thought it was the most brutal, ugly, degenerate, vicious form of expression. It has been my displeasure to hear. Quote, unquote. Imagine that. Crazy. I mean, dude, where do you stack them up? Okay. And then I know this isn't a fair question. I remember,
3: like, I remember something, though. What? So, so, I think some of that is being said because he started in a time where there wasn't really rock and roll popping. Right. Then he comes into a place where he's blowing up. Right. Rock and roll comes in. Yeah. And starts stealing a big piece of that fucking yeah i mean he's and it's like i think there's bitterness in that kind of
1: yeah but i mean it's hard to contemplate but you know even the sun has to set sometime
3: he probably didn't like elvis either
1: i don't i don't know but he definitely i'll tell you what do you think he thought was the worst record he ever heard in rock and roll like he, in his mind he's like yeah that's the fucking. the beatles i don't know. no Come on, baby, light my fire by the door. Said was the worst fucking song, rock and roll song he'd ever heard.
3: Well, he was like, he, he ain't listening to the NWA.
1: Oh, bro. What are you
3: kidding I <laughs> have a fucking stroke. Fuck the police. Yeah, right, you
1: man. But I mean. He might have like like, liked that. That wasn't in my life. He might well, I don't like how it's executed, but I understand the underlying message. Mm-hmm.
3: Man. God damn. And you know what? On a side note, did you guys know that Bob Gildoff passed on doing The Wall, the film? He only went down to do a reading because of the director. He told the director, I don't like Pink Floyd. I don't like their groove. I don't like their music. Sucks. He gets (laughs) down there. And tells fucking what's it, our man, fucking uh, fr- the fucking leader of fucking Pink Floyd, fucking okay, damn his landscaping, David Gilmore tells him, David Gilmore, right to his face, you know, this is a bunch of. Uh, mm, I mean, <laughs> David's was like, yeah,
2: <laughs>
3: you want to act like you don't understand it, but you understand this film, you understand it, and. So he did it, and they were trying to tell him that it would be good for his career. And uh, anyways, he did the film, and it put him out there. But I thought that was crazy, man, because Bob Gilda you're watching him in that film, and you would imagine you're doing those scenes and all that shit. You buy into this whole thing. Like, you're part of it.
1: Yeah, well, that's acting.
3: Right, right. So I was like, I was almost appalled because I've always really liked Bob Gildoff and the Boomtown Rats. Yeah. But I didn't know he had that opinion. And once I heard it, it kind of killed Bob Gildoff for me for a little bit.
1: Well, you know what's interesting is like Hollywood's just famous. There's like always the great, like, Hollywood's famous for who passed on what turned out to be the biggest tittied hit in the whole world. Right? That's the famous uh, Tom Selleck was up for the role of Indiana Jones and he passed on it.
3: Right. Mm-hmm.
1: And he gets asked about it every once in a while and his look on his face looks like he sits on shards of glass.
3: Did you hear the <laughs> Did you hear the one recently with Magic Johnson?
1: No. What? And Nike? W- shut up. Did you didn't hear that? No, come on. This is all in your head, Karen. What?
3: So, so- they're doing an interview with Magic Johnson and he's like yeah
5: bro you know uh, he's <laughs> like
3: I was young in the league you know and, uh, and I didn't know what stocks were or anything and he goes so you know I'm I forget what it was but he showed up and two different people came in to <sighs> see him with shoe deals <sighs> right now, you guys you gotta remember, this is like 1970. I forget what year it was.
1: I'm looking at an article right now, so I'll help My, you a little bit, right? Five years before they offered it to Mike Jordan, they offered it to, to Magic Johnson.
3: Johnson. And it was I think they were giving him five percent equity of Nike. Oh
0: shit. Where did Nike start?
3: Right? Nike and, and, and Oh, and, don't start that. Converse a long time. Converse was in there and Converse was offering money. Right, cash. Nike wasn't there yet. You guys remember Nike was not Nike yet. Nike was still trying to build. And they go, We don't have money. What we have to we'll offer you is
1: stock. That's, it. That's what it says here. It says, Phil Knight, right? Mm-hmm. The and owner, starter, blah, 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 uh, blah, blah, blah. Right, Nike. All the companies offered me money, but Nike couldn't offer me money because they just started. Yep. So he said, stock. I'm going to give you a lot of stock. I didn't know anything about stock. I'm from the inner city. We don't know about stock. Right. So he doesn't do it, right? He doesn't do it. And now, I think that
3: the worth of it, you you might quote me if I'm wrong, but I think it's something like 500 million.
1: Uh, Actually, it's 5.2 billion. 5.2 billion is
3: what that would be worth. And so... They're talking to him and, and, and you know, magic dude, magic Johnson. One thing about magic Johnson is he's a special type of a, of a dude, bro. Cause he just like, you could tell like, but he smiled and he like laughed and he's like, you know, I didn't know, man. I did with Converse, you know, but, and he, he just was really eloquent the way he kind of like exited through that. Yeah.
1: Program. But he's like, maybe one of the biggest post fuck magic Johnson is one of the biggest post basketball business right. dudes
3: absolutely
1: and and somehow destroyed hiv i mean the guys the guys had aids it's for I, so long that nobody even fucking cares he has it. right yeah like it was like whatever i don't even know how that
3: happens hiv positive yeah
1: right he's hiv positive remember when it first came out it was like yeah man, dude everybody good.
3: was crying like he right. was gonna go he was gonna die right because when he announced it we were out of like the complete ignorance, but there was still some uh, people, There was it was still in a time
1: where it was still like- They didn't have all these cocktails exactly worked out and all that right, shit. And right. And even that doesn't mean your life's all good. I talked to some people that have these cocktails and it's like, it takes a toll on the body. Right. Oh.
3: You know, so- um, He outlived Kobe,
1: bro. Think about that.
3: He didn't. Well, he didn't outlive him. He fucking Kobe. Fucking died tragically.
1: I understand that, but what I'm saying is, is that Magic Johnson is such a personality that he he had his own show at one time. He has survived so many different formations of him, his body, and everything. That yeah, I mean, you're right. If you put him age to age, no. But would anybody with Kobe's savvy and his strength and his intelligence and his ability, would anyone would have believed? that magic johnson would still be with us and kobe would not yeah, no way bro of course not. that's no. i don't know i don't know what you i don't know what, that was one thing when i was reading about <clears throat> when i was reading about michael jordan mm-hmm. and i was reading about kobe mm-hmm. <sighs> and about these guys who somehow found a way to like be the number one in a world of number ones and that prime time thing whatever that was Magic Johnson had it oh yeah I mean he was electric he elevated that game to something else that it's never gone back down to the old way it's, it stayed up it became the show
4: so the lake
3: show Right. That was the, the, the... When they talk about dynasty, they're talking about the Laker dynasty. Right. Yeah. And, and I lived in Ladera Heights. What was that like, man? Let me tell you something, man. That's a real thing. When you say that he is a big businessman. Right. That's real, bro. He really doubled down. Dude, he had a shopping center. Right. Next to my, by my house, man, a shopping center with a fucking TJ Fridays. That was Magic Johnson's TJ Fridays. Right. The whole shopping center. He had the fucking Magic Starbucks and fucking it is crazy, bro. Like, and, and he just, his name is in different stuff all around Baldwin Hills, Ladera Heights. He's like embedded in the community, embedded in business. He has multiple, multiple, re, it, like all sorts of shit
1: in there. He really did, man. How did he get the name Magic? Because honestly, when you think, like, okay, Kobe, and then you go, like, what was he called? The Black Mamba? Mm-hmm. That's okay. I mean, it, but it, it how many people know what the Black Mamba, it's not, right. but Magic Johnson? Magic. Magic, bro. They name. named a fucking fashion thing after that in Vegas. That's yeah, such oh, a good dude. fucking name. Mm. Who named him that?
3: I don't know. But he, you know, goddamn, you think about magic, you think about Larry Bird. You know, these guys I are- love
1: those Larry Bird stories cuz they tell stories about Larry Bird where he was just a fucking dirty fucking in your face dick. He was n- he seemed like a nice guy cuz he looked like a dude that might sell like insurance for like you know, p- factories or something, and then or he, an FBI agent. Man, he had that brilloey like blonde hair, dude, and that fucking brilloey mustache. <laughs> that was back. Look, guy like was taped on. That was back when they were wearing Daisy Dukes in the NBA, bro. He
3: had a he had a mustache like <laughs> Brian Stevens. <laughs>
1: yeah, like Pat
3: on a <laughs> <or> Bush. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> huh. Right. Like yeah. Like a cop stash. Like a weird, yeah. yeah. White boy cops. Like it make it look like he's on Vice Squad or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> San
3: Andreas.
1: <laughs> but dude, Johnson, look at this. Johnson was first called the Magic when he was a star at Everett High School. And it was, he was only 15 year old. He got 36 points, 16 rebounds, and 16 assists. And the nickname was given to him by a sports writer. And it just stuck after that. So 15 years old, blew the motherfucking doors off Everett High School. Sports writer just because Magic Johnson. And he took that name all the way to Ladera Heights' own shopping mall. He had his own fucking movie theater, bro. Yeah. Magic Johnson Theaters. Yep. You could do. Then the Baldwin Hills Theaters turn into Magic Johnson Theaters, right? That just makes me hate Trump even more. Because Magic Johnson, magic's a name he could license like Trump does and just do like twice the business. Magic Tower. What couldn't you call magic? See, that's the genius of magic is that magic applies to anything and it taps into the human wish of being able to do something amazing without having to do any work. That's what magic is. When you watch that Mickey Mouse fucking the fucking when he's with the wizard the whole reason he's doing magic is because he wants to mop the floor without having to lift a finger magic is like man I wish I could fly man I wish I didn't have to man I
3: wish so if they did the magic towers and the magic instead of the other shit Trump. The people win when you put Trump on the front, then yeah. everybody, then all sorts of scandalous, <laughs> illegal Russians, sideways Russian shit starts happening. Yeah. Put magic on it, people start living out their dreams. Right, right? Dreams coming true. Put Trump on it, it's a fraud. People right. are dying on accident, negligence lawsuits, the right, right, bankruptcy, mesothelioma. Right, guys, gonna start grabbing on your fucking wife that comes to drop your lunch right. off Right. Next
1: thing He's you look down, you're fucking wearing Kirkland signature khakis. <laughs> That's exactly right, bro.
3: Look but, down, you got the guy trying to rip your zipper off your <laughs> pants. And,
1: but fucking like, weirdo. But magic, magic, theaters, magic, tower, yeah. magic. Fuck, you could do magic coffee. All of that. Magic applies to everything. Man, dude. Man, yeah. I hope magic
3: listens to this.
1: Yeah, let's tag magic. Let's up. tell magic. Be like, yo, dude, we got some. Bi- dude, how many, ga- how many, how many guys do you think show? You ever see Brewster's Millions? Yeah. Remember that? Remember when you. Remember, I, that? <laughs> remember that, <one? laughs> that? Remember that one? Remember You remember that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to remember that.
2: Yeah. Right.
1: And then. Remember he and like he had all that money and he was trying to spend it all and so he had all these wacky like investors coming. There was a, a guy from Saudi Arabia oh,
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 that
1: yeah. was gonna buy yeah. like a, a fucking whatever that was, like a giant ice floe Didn't and, he have to spend a certain amount of money? I loved that movie. Yeah, remember he was yeah. like just a regular black dude. It was right. it was it, Richard it, Pryor and pull him off Kennedy. the
3: street oh okay and
1: it turned out that by some sort of like weird thing, it turned out that he was uh he inherited this white guy's his white great grandfather's money. But he but the the setup was this. Now. And the guy goes like, I don't, I know I don't want you to blow the money I'm gonna give you. So in 30 days I'm going to make you sick of spending money. In 30 days, I'm going to force you to spend X amount of million. And if you can't do it, you don't get the whole kit and caboodle. You get nothing. Or you can just take a cool million right now and walk away. And Richard Pryor and John Candy are sitting there and he takes it. And that's like a great movie. They should remake that. Why haven't they remade that? You hear
3: that? Now it's why haven't they remade it? That's the problem. They're remaking every fucking thing. Oh, but now that's the dialogue. They should remake that. If it was good then. It'll be even better now.
1: I'm well. When I say it, I'm actually meaning it's such a good concept that I can't believe they haven't. By the You're way,
3: saying it from a master uh, screen.
1: Let me let, let me just get something clear here, right? Limit me, let me, let me, Scarface. Yes. That's a remake. Oh, I know that. I oh, know. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You're right. Huh? Huh? Mm. Pinocchio. No, I'm just kidding. Mm. I'm just saying that. They i not uh, I mean, if you think of a book as a, a film of a book adaptation as a remake, possibly. Yeah. You know what? That's such an interesting thought that you had there. Mm-hmm. That may, maybe all of these films are in some way a remake.
3: Yeah, but. You do understand that they're remaking so much shit.
1: No, I know. They're gutting what's right. ever left.
3: Right. And, and and I really feel like that is what you do when you run out of fucking creativity.
1: Well that's you true. You run out of ideas.
3: Bullshit. Like there's my fucking film studios and, and, and networks that that's all they do. Is bid and search for all, but it doesn't make it. Even if it doesn't come out of theaters, we're just making turn making that motherfucker for streaming distribution. You know, they, man, that's crazy. Dude. They make part twos. They make do. They do those for sequels of hit movies. Somehow, somebody would be able to like take it, turn it out, and the next thing you know, you're watching some. Fucked up cheap version of some fucking movie. Doesn't make sense. You're pissed off. You're like, I bought that shit because I thought it was part of the same cause they pitch, right? <laughs> have you ever had that happen? Actors,
1: uh, yeah. Hey, but 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 dude, yeah, I have had that happen. Like it'd be kind like shit is Steven that? Seagal. Cause they're just like, they know for a price. They're like, well, the audience for the first one was this big. If we keep the budget at this big, and then we just fucking put the thing in there and then we just they'll have, buy it right and then you just have Steven Seagal wave in the window right it'll be enough to right. make like X right get, in, that's get out. it
3: out you don't even see the
1: stars in there let's see if I can find this thing so Brewster's Millions as you were talking I was looking at that, it up. turns out that's a remake the one that we're talking about is oh. a remake of a black and white Brewster's Million where a soldier had to spend a million to earn seven mm. now let's see if we can get it but Richard Pryor's just way funnier let's see if I can
2: let me tell you story brewster when i was seven years old my (laughs) daddy caught me smoking a cigar locked me in the broom closet for three days and three nights with nothing but a box of cigars and a Mm. book of matches Mm.
0: so the
1: rich guy right this is his film he's telling richard Pryor right now why he's gonna put these okay other people might not know no food brewster no water, just those goddamn cigars wouldn't let me out until
2: I finished every last one of them. Taught me one hell of a lesson. I'm going to do to you what my daddy did to me. I'm going to teach you to hate spending money. I'm going to make you so sick of spending money that the mere sight of it will make you want to throw up. So, here's my proposition. Proposition.
3: You have 30 days in which to spend 30 million bucks. That's nothing these days. If you
2: can do it, you get 300 million.
3: There's gotta be a catch.
2: Of course there's a catch. You have to spend the 30 million, but after 30 days, you're not allowed to own any assets. No houses, no cars, no jewelry, nothing but the shirt on your back. (laughs) So it sounds easy, don't it? You'll find out. Yeah.
1: So, so he, so he gets the thirty million, right? And then uh, the best scene for me is, and, and I think his buddy John Candy doesn't know what's. Nobody's allowed to know. So they just think this black dude got thirty million and he's blowing it all, MC Hammer style. And they're freaking out. And John Candy's like telling him, like, "What are you doing, you fucking idiot!" And he take he goes he he takes and there's limits. He takes like a hundred thousand dollars or something like that. Calls a New York bookie and goes, "Look, all long shots. Put it all on all long shots, right?" And then like a and then like John Candy screaming at him, like, "You fool! What are you doing?" And then like a week later, they all hit. And and he spent like ten million, and he just made another twenty million. It, I fucking love. I'm gonna watch that again. Wow.
3: Anyway, Juman's happy right
1: now. He's, he, I
3: haven't seen you this happy in years. You're Did you eat here. some of them fucking motherfucking worms, dude? No, I. You know what? Talking about Richard uh, Pryor always makes me. Happy. Oh, I love Richard Pryor. Did you see that documentary on Richard Pryor? No. no. Which one, bro? There was just and I, I fucking don't know what channel, brother. I, this I watched this documentary. Oh, it was on um, Paramount Plus. It was on Paramount Plus, and it is one of the best documentaries. It's like an hour and a half documentary on his whole life, bro. They go into JoJo Dancer. Right. And how he was, like, the real story. What's the real story? Bro, this dude didn't stop partying. He ran through everybody. Sets, business deals. He was so good that they had to put up with him so that he could do that movie with Gene Wilder and a couple other movies. Stir Crazy, dude! I loved Stir Crazy. He couldn't even remember his lines. He was doing coke in the fucking parking lot, like they fucking. And once he started smoking, bro, it was, dude. I mean, it was the coke just. But watch this documentary, because you know, man, he got taken advantage of. He helped a lot of people all around him to his own detriment, right? Um, Right. He. It's just listen. If you like anybody who likes Richard Pryor. Needs to watch that documentary. It's on Paramount Plus. I don't know the name of it. It's fucking fantastic, bro.
5: You're. It's gonna niggas f- and Italians fighting. is funny too. Oh god. Because so Dago fast. dudes is weird in a fight. Never fight in the Dago neighborhood because their mothers come out and talk over you. So what you to do? You go home, sonny. They don't hurt you no more. <laughs> okay, girl. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they do it too. <laughs> uh, Learn it from a nigga, you know? They got some niggas in the mafia now. I remember in New York when they tried to kill Colombo. <laughs> that nigga was crazy. Walked up in the front of all the Italians in the world and shoot the leader. Is that true? Yeah. What happened? Do you you recall that? Yeah, it fucking show Joe Colombo.
3: That's what fucking what's his name's books all about. Right. <laughs> Don Capria. What episode is that? And it was fucking it was uh. they 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 thought that it was the influx war that was going on with the Gallo brothers and because the Gallos was close with a bunch of African American cats, so they felt like Gallo got a African American? Yeah from some group out of Harlem to go and fucking kill him.
4: 434. But,
3: but he walked straight up in the middle of him walking up to do a huge fucking timer and shot and shot
5: him right in the fucking head. Two times. He wasn't a bad motherfucker. The motherfucker was bad the one that talked him into it. Exactly. Exactly. I wouldn't want to meet that motherfucker nowhere. Not even to get a hello. Somebody, somebody told this dude... Now put down pause. Yeah.
3: They say that whoever it was that convinced him to kill John Colombo you hear and you remember hearing this him talk about it. It had to have been law enforcement. Do you remember that conversation? Yeah. That black guy that did that, who else would go in the middle of all the Italians, dude, by himself? Right. And go clap him. Unless he was fucking told, we got you don't we're worry we're gonna escort you we're gonna get you out of there we got no, it injury. all worked, worked out,
5: out. That's that. You whoever sold us to it you get away yeah. that nigga didn't even have time enough to know what he did <laughs> he they ain't never found nobody shot the nigga and they ain't looked <laughs> They found 822 guns, <coughs> and the dead niggers said, "Well, I guess that case is solved. He committed suicide."
2: <laughs>
5: this next. Does this make you uncomfortable, Blue Eyes? No. Okay. You know, niggers and white people fight. I always be rooting for the nigger, even if he bad. Please, whoop the white folks. I don't want white folks to win nothing. Even Jerry West. I wish that motherfucker couldn't play basketball. <laughs> That's funny. That's really funny. <laughs>
1: That's it.
5: But that motherfucker can play some basketball. <laughs> I seen him make niggas look ridiculous. <laughs> I, mean, that... <laughs> I mean, niggas be out here Jared and made 22 points. <laughs> it's embarrassing, you know. Because they don't give a nigga a break. You know what I mean? Jackson 5, be singing the ass off. They be talking about the Osmond Brothers. <laughs>
1: Man, I love that's my that might be like maybe my maybe number one uh, hero is Richard Pryor in terms of you better watch that documentary, bro. It is fantastic
3: and it leaves you off knowing stuff about him that you didn't know. Man, dude, watch that documentary. You're gonna thank me.
1: I will. I'm thanking you right now. Okay. Hey, hey, thank you. You're welcome. Hey. Good night. Hey guys
3: Go ahead, start it off, Jumon
1: Alright, listen Supermax Hardware Supermaxhardware.com We got a, uh, we're dropping soon Something dropping's huge It's gonna be big And it's gonna be with a bunch of Italians And we don't care And
3: Alien Delta 8 Alien CBD
1: Oh yeah, Old Blue Eyes favorite Go look them up. Yeah, these are our
3: sponsors, man. Yeah, you know these are our these are our partners with Bolt. That's with right, Bolt CBD. Our
1: partner. So G- shout out,
3: look them up, check G- them out.
1: Show show the camera the. Uh, um, I will. I will. Okay. I'll get over uh, there. yeah yeah yeah. Also brought to He's you a by
3: Vibes. All right, Vibes rolling paper so really? Don't Forget man, Vibes is a big sponsor of ours, and uh, Bolt CBD. Yeah. All right. Bold C B D. Hey,
1: what's C B D good for, dude? Like it relax
3: it relaxes you. It does. It calms you. Um, it it definitely helps with uh um not like the pain, pain, not like pain, but like uh uh discomfort like like, like joints, whatever. Like it definitely relaxes you. But I'll tell you right now, it was the um Delta 8
1: yeah. that got him. Yeah, you got Delta 8 it though, blue eyes. That's
3: what got him. Yeah, get, dude, because that can affect. you. If you don't do anything at all, it will. You all will feel a little bit. But the CBD, Sean.
1: Yeah, here, try these, Sean. Oh They're, yeah, Sean, Sean, come these,
3: on. Can you hand these to Sean? For Tell a him, him
1: to chug he, those. needs all those. Chug ones.
3: those. Don't dude, be scared now that you're going to read eyed. the label. The dude. CBD isn't do anything. I
1: was there. Listen, I was there. I watched him grab up two out of the thing and he ate the two gummies, mm-hmm. right. And then it was a Delta 8, and then I would look looked over at him, bro, and he was not doing well. He was like... He was Delta 8 on the table. Dude, he was like holding on to the ping pong table like he was on a ship. He well, was like... Ugh. What were you
4: feeling, dude? Um, Like I was going to lose my mind? <laughs> <laughs> anyway,
1: Alien, got, you want to lose your mind, well, do Alien, Turkey Tails, all of it.
3: And uh big shout-out to the Vibes Tribe, uh, Cookies, Big Burn, Soul Assassin's, Estambon Oreo, and Enzo's Pizzeria. Oh, no. Enzo's Pizzeria. Great fucking calzones thing.
1: Thank you. Pizzeria. Of On the Bone we wear braids to court. Candle buds. Candle
2: Candlebuds.
1: Yeah. Come on.
3: There
2: you Come go.
1: Come on. Heavy Melta.
3: Dude, Heavy Melta. Check this
5: out. This is a... Yeah, right. look at this that. This is thing. a candle.
1: That's a candle, man. Look, look, look at that, that. badass That's right there. Crazy. Right, you get hit up by the police. They rummage through your fucking bag. They pull out what they think is paint. No, sir. It's my birthday. It's a candle. That's right. Sean at movement. Running around Carl. with a candle in my audio and hard <laughs> and no pockets. Look, needs. Um, Sean media. at movemental.media Right for all your audio. This guy all your hard <clears> cock
3: <throat> needs. You yeah. say.
1: Listen, I got a a client uh, that utilizes Sean's services individually, and I got another one that's thinking about running out or dealing with our uh, Hard Luck Studio. Sean's cool. handling it. He's very serious. He's, right, a, uh, he's a he's uh, a Pisces. What are you?
4: Virgo. He's a
1: Virgo. He's listen, a Virgo listen. And www.hardluckshow.com. And he's got really excellent fingers for twisting knobs. All you ladies. Hey, with that. Yeah. Oh.
3: Knob twisting. Oh, Mike, you got something to say? Get in there, partner. <laughs> yeah. Don't don't get that. Go finger. on, big big Mike. Go on, go on, get on boy. Get that way, John. T- go on, go on get boy. Go on. Get on up
5: on that, boy. But
3: Shout out
5: to Instagram. <laughs> Jesus, what's up, y'all? Fucking Harlock fam, you know who you are. And Mr. Mr. N, that's out there. Check you out. And then uh King Salmon. King Salmon, what
1: do you, you want? Get up on what that mic. It?
3: Get nice and
1: cool. Dragonbags.com. <laughs> <dot> Wait, <laughs> no, no, no. King. Oh, hold I'm hold the bottom. On, hold, hold on, hold on. Hold up the bottom. Hey, hey, cup here the bottom. we go. Hey. Here we go. Okay. Uh, on King on Salmon. Get on the mic. Yeah. Here.
0: Latches? I'm
1: getting, getting on, it. Get on it. Get on Dragonbags.com for all your cornhole bag needs. We got
0: cotton <laughs> <laughs> patches, and we got Beyond Dragon for my Instagram for all the other imagery and video and all that kind of good stuff. Hey man, um,
2: we're gonna do the We're out here.
0: i King, and I'm here with Dead Bueno, and we're gonna do the Aramel show. <laughs>